This is this is the In the Black Podcast. But I gotta I gotta tell the story I gotta tell the story first, and then I'm gonna ask the audience because I want their opinion after the fact. Mm-hmm. So recently, my wife and I we went shopping. You know, there's the the Jordan Eight playoffs get released this Friday. And if anybody knows me, a longtime listener of the show, follow the show, you guys know that I'm a sneakerhead. I love sneakers. I'm a collector. I'm a connoisseur. I'm give me a positive adjective that associates with sneakers. And I'm probably that. So my wife goes to the Foot Locker trying to get into a raffle so she can get the sneakers. And I'm just getting off of work. So I meet her at the Foot Locker, maybe about 10, 15 minutes after the fact. And I like to show my wife that I love her. I don't care where we are or what we're doing. I make sure that I publicly show her that that she's mine. And, and I, I know how that sounds. Don't don't cancel me just yet. I, I know how that sounds. It's already coming. <laughs> I, I already know that the comment section is going to be tired of tapping right now. But I walked up behind my wife and I saw her and I said, hey, you in the yellow blouse. You looking thick like an African accent. Uh, is it possible that I can get your meats later? And my wife, I know my wife. She she heard me, but she didn't say anything. I saw the smirk from the side of her face, but she doesn't respond. So we're, we are minding our business as I tend to do. But the woman in the fucking yoga pants section not too far from us, she pops off and she's like, do you think that that was appropriate? And I look at the woman and then finally my wife turns around. She says, oh, no, it's it's cool. That's that's my husband. He just plays too much. And I look at my wife like, first off, like I want to jump on her for saying like I play too much, but that's a totally different conversation altogether. But I look at the lady and I'm like, "Um, excuse me, are you married? She said, no. I said, yeah, and that's the reason why, because you out here minding other people's business, ain't nobody going to want to eat your meats either. And she begins to flip off and start, <laughs> she carries a whole fucking scene in this goddamn footlocker. And you would honestly swear that I had insulted her from Jump Street and asked for her meats. Needless to say, I didn't, I didn't exacerbate the situation. I just let her flip off. I filed and got my damn raffle and I left left the footlocker with my wife. Only for my wife and I to get in the car and she's like, you are such a troublemaker. Why did you do that to that lady? And I'm like, listen, I go out in public. I, I, I think that I'm, I try to be a gentle man for everything that that inhibits, right? And part of being a gentleman sometimes means that you need to mind your business where it's applicable. And I hope, at least when I go out in public, that other people will do likewise, just to mind their business when applicable. Nobody's being hurt. Nobody's being like lambasted. Kids aren't being slapped. Dogs aren't, puppies aren't being kicked. Like I just expect people to mind their business. And now I'm being made to be the bad guy because I told this lady where she can fucking put it for minding her goddamn, not minding her goddamn business. So here I am in the group chat, chilling with my man, Rod and Vernon, and thinking that I had people that were, going to commis- <laughs> that were going to commiserate with me in public matters of folks not minding their business, only to have Vernon tell me, yes, in caps, that I am the troublemaker. So Vernon, please tell, tell our listeners, tell me once again, why it was my fault. This woman... So a couple things. One, you gave that uh, soliloquy intro, so I want to make you sure son of a bitch. That, that <laughs> we get that out the way. No, that's number one. Number two, I I see we are at the TI school of podcasting because uh, you dropped a lot of uh, collegiate words there. And I'm gonna take them as disrespect. Number three, <laughs> what I what I actually told you was now you said so, and then so number three is Arby's because you said meat like six times in the last four minutes. And then he said, "You told the, you told the, the it was this lady white." Nah, she was a black. She was a sister. Oh, she was black. Yes, she was. Oh, black. you didn't say that in the group chat. That's interesting. I, w- I wasn't trying to make it racial. Racial. I just wanted. It was just well, a moment so where people weren't minding their business. If it was, if it was a Karen, 
with an asymmetrical, let me speak to your manager haircut, then I would have looked at this a little bit differently, right? The fact okay. that it's a the fact that it's a black woman in the Senate is interesting because I feel like I feel like black women would would be okay with that. Now, where and I told you in the group chat where I thought you went wrong is when you told her whatever to the extent of something like you should have been minding your own business or something like that. I, everything from that point on, I thought was unnecessary in my mind because I probably wouldn't have acknowledged her presence at all. Like once once your wife said, and I think I told you this. Once your wife said, "Oh no, that's my husband," I'd have been like, "Yeah, we can get the fuck out of here. We don't even need to talk to her no more." But you you forgot the golden rule, which is don't talk to strangers. They told us it's <laughs> you the one that went. You broke you broke the code. Like so, was the lady having a bad day? Maybe, probably. You just told her she ain't never gonna get married and she ain't worth nothing. And her and also, you also told her that her her lettuce and tomatoes won't get consumed. Because, we're never we're never going to get consumed, my yeah, boy. I mean, you took you like I feel like. I feel like she was on like a two or three and you went super sand on her and you Nah, just, you don't give me her. that, dog. You don't give me that. Her, you, you, you are not you are not nobody, on a two or three. Come on, man. Let's stop. You are not on a two or three. Listen, you are not on a two or three to engage in a conversation that has nothing to do with you, with people hey. you are not familiar with hey, in man. a public setting. The only thing that made that whole conversation turn sideways is the fact that in some of those instances, the woman doesn't say, that's my husband. They're like, oh, yeah, I'm glad you said something because, so, look, was it was it a situation where she should have reacted the way she should have? No. So, Do I think so, now, so now, Vernie, you're alluding to me being trying to be a predator. Is that what you're trying to say? I no, want to make sure I'm, you clear that up real quick, bro. I'm saying, I'm saying that the lady probably initially thought that and was probably standing up, you know, on some sisterhood stuff or whatever. And then okay. when your wife said, yeah, that's my husband, you know, it's all good, then your wife shut the rest of the conversation down. Then you should have been quiet. That's my thing. Nah, she. I, so I wasn't. I wasn't owed an apology. From who? Bec to me? What the fuck are you talking oh, about? To who? No. Hold, hold up, bro. Hold up, bro. Hold, hold, did, your, hold up. Did, your, did your wife say it's fine? That's my husband. Listen to what I'm saying, is that, bro. What is that what she said? Is that what your wife said? That is. That is what she said. All right. Then what are we talking? Listen, I, 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 I felt jilted, my guy. Think about, think, think, hold on, hold on. Think about this. Think about this. SAT word number seven. Go ahead. Jilted. Use it in a sentence again. What's the origin? This is this, you motherfucker. Brixton spelling B2020. Exactly. So, nah, but all jokes aside, like, you addressed me in public. It wasn't, I know that the conversation or the response was to me. In yeah. hopes that the hold on that the in response to me in hopes that the woman that I was communicating with would be vindicated, stood up for whatever you want to call it. But yeah. those are it wasn't those two sets of ears that she was projecting at weren't the only two sets of ears that were going to hear that comment. Wait, 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 wait. So, it, so, so the perception then becomes to other people that are standing around like, okay. Who is this predator that's out? Like, like, come on, dog. Let's 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 stop it. Who is this Please. dude that's in here making making the scene? And I'm like, it's not a dude making a scene. It was a husband being a husband to his wife. And once again, let's get back to the crux of the argument. She wasn't minding her goddamn business. Oh no, wait. The same ears that you said were might have assumed you were a predator. Aren't those same ears listening to your wife say, that's okay, that's my husband? The part that I think that you're, that you're skipping over really, really quickly is the fact that your wife shut it down. So you came behind your wife. After your wife already closed the door, you were like, nah, wait a minute. I'm, 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 I'm jilted. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I, I, I demand satisfaction. You pulled out a white glove and you slapped her in the face. I'm like, and, and, and did she deserve what she got after the after that point? Absolutely. But the, but I was, my whole point was, and I said this in the text was, your wife shut the conversation down. You could have stopped there. You didn't have to, but you could have. And then everything that escalated after that was a result of your decision, not your fault, but as a result of your decision to to keep going. Because remember, um, she made the comment publicly, right, in the Foot Locker. But you also walked up to your wife in front of everybody and said, "Yo." Can I get some of them meats or whatever? Are you thicker than, than this? All that was public too. It just so happens that you could say that to her because that's your wife. So you don't have any blame. 
But once your wife closed the door, that's it. Like if my wife, if my wife says if something like that happened to me in my life, she and she was like, yeah, he good. He just jokes around. I'm good. I don't, I don't even turn to look at the other person. I don't give a fuck, right? Because it's already been destroyed. Now, if your wife hadn't said anything, oh, then then you get the you get the liberty to do whatever you want. Because there has to be a reason your wife didn't say something, right? There's a reason. She's probably like, no, it's time to go. Let her have it. Or whatever, <laughs> right? Because your wife might have felt the same way. Your wife would have been like, "Who is this B word, like coming up in here worried about what we're doing?" And then you got the you got the green light. But your wife was like, "Man, we trying to get I, this food. It's a I, 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 I guess, I guess maybe that maybe that's it. I still don't think I was the bad guy, but I can. I, can I didn't say you're the bad guy. I didn't say you're the bad guy. I'm no, saying, I I'm asked saying, you specifically. My you work. You said you said was Vernon I wrong. No, 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 Vernon. No, Vernon. I said specifically, my wife said, I'm the bad guy. Is she right? And you said, yes. Yes, because I know you. I know you're a, I know you're a troublemaker. That part I know for sure. Now were you a troublemaker? Your wife popped open the umbrella. I'm talking about overall in life. Yeah, you cause you're an instigator. Of course. You wouldn't even have a platform if you weren't an instigator. Let's just be real. But shout out to you and your wife for having a pseudo date night in the Foot Locker. That shit is gangster. That's dope. Foreplay, foreplay uh, over some Jordans in the sneaker store is, is like, that's a top tier moment. It's the new vibe for 2023, my guy. I'm trying to tell you, man. I'm trying to tell you. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Let me ask, let me ask you a question, real honest Ooh. question amongst men. If you were to approach your wife like that in a public space, Mm-hmm. Would your wife respond to you, or would she do like my wife did and just keep it quiet? She would do the exact same thing. She'd be like, "Yeah, that's my husband. Don't worry about yeah, it." Yeah, that that, that 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 nigga. Yeah, but but the, but the problem is the problem is, is that I share your. Uh, we're still doing these big words, so I share your proclivities for telling people to fuck off. Like I have yes. it strongly. Like, like, look, man, Indeed. I'm not being disrespectful. Clearly, and then once and again, once she says that's your husband, that should be the end of it. Um, but old girl might have been having a bad decade or something. Who knows why she? That, it, that, that, I, I I dig it, but that I mean, like you said, you don't. You're not going to chastise me in public and expect me to just fall back or be quiet or frustrated. She only chastised you because you told her to mind her business. I feel like at the point you told her to mind her business, she can respond as well. She can respond in kind okay. when she told her to mind her business. That's all I'm saying. Again, this okay, is right okay, 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 okay. I, you you know what you you would have made a very good attorney. You already do very well with the words, so I I, I I could I could see where this was supposed to head very very easily. I wouldn't have hired you. I wouldn't have hired you though, because clearly our relationship. You called me the bad guy. I don't know what yeah, the fuck you yeah. did. Do. Yeah, I wouldn't defend guilty clients, so you know. I, I <laughs> you son of a bitch. I still gotta have a. I still gotta go out for drinks and stuff. But you, I'm not taking you on. That <laughs> you you motherfucker. Yes, welcome, welcome, welcome. You, you're a terrible motherfucker. I hope you know that. Yes, welcome, welcome, welcome. What's up? What's up? What is up? Back once again. It is the incredible in the black podcast. And in case you weren't aware, this is a podcast dedicated to covering the current events and social issues going on in your black world, and covering it all from the perspective of three grown ass men who know when you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. I am your host, Big O, Mister in the Black himself, but I can never do this alone. Let me bring my homeboy, Big Vernon, the wordsmith, the spin doctor, Vernon Blanson. What's going on, sir? I like it. What's up, man? How you doing, dude? No doubt, man. It's another day, man. It's your world. I'm just glad to be along for the ride. You know how time it is. Yeah, yeah. Indeed. If you're checking this out on YouTube, please make sure that you finesse that thumbs up button. It's free. I know a lot of you guys are cheap. The economy, inflation, all that stuff. It goes a long way. Gets into the algorithm. Helps to get these videos out in front of other people with like-minded people so they can see it as well. And make sure that you hit that subscribe button so that you don't miss out on the next video as well. And if you really want to be part of the family, you can always come over to our Patreon to get all the -the behind-the-scenes content. Trust me, you will not regret it but tonight we do have a jam-packed episode for you uh first i think it goes without question because i did not have an opportunity to talk about it last week that we have to have to have to talk about Deion sanders Deion sanders current coach of colorado um the colorado buffaloes was on a three-game winning streak Unfortunately, that winning streak has come to an end. He faced the Oregon Ducks this past Saturday, where they 
they lumped him seven ways from Sunday. Yeah. And like our homeboy Rod says, hopefully we can get Rod on the show one of these years. Like our homeboy Rod says, anytime Dion plays any of these schools, it seems to be a story of two Americas. The backlash and the vitriol and the excitement surrounding Dion's loss has been, it's not surprising, but it's still been, it's been eye-opening. So, Vernon, I'm going to ask you, man, what do you think, man, now that Dion has lost his first match and he lost it by a, an extreme blowout, what do you think about the whole thing? So, let's, let's what angle do you want to cover this from? Because I feel You like take it however you want to take it, my guy. It's, so it's your world, I told the, you that. Let's do the black, the black race thing, like, last. I think that's the most reductive. I think that's the thing everybody is probably talking about. So, let's, let's go back and look at, like, sports history, right? So the most the most braggadocious the loudest um the the most flamboyant um athletes of any race right if they're hispanic if they're black if they're white whatever their particular biggest fans also look like them okay so it's not too many excuse me um i'd say black people that don't like Deion sanders right that's number one so we can let's start there Charisma, Jason Woodlock, <laughs> Bomani Jones. Yeah, but, but he, but so like Jason's not. He doesn't count. Obviously, we we can get Hold into up. that later. You, you said black. You said black. He's black. Yeah, yeah. But but Jason Jason Whitlock intentionally takes the opposing view of the majority of what I Under, what understood. You know what I'm saying? So he doesn't count. I dig it. Bomani, we've talked about this privately. Bomani has a specific problem. I y'all said with the religion aspect. So other than that, I don't think like Bomani cares about. Dion um, on a personal level. The religion thing, I think, is where he kind of gets a little weird. So, but like, you know, Hector Macho, Cam uh, Macho Camacho, all those two, they were all like flamboyant as well. And his fans loved him. You see what I'm saying? So that part is not something that is unique to us. Where I think that the, where I think that the, that the, the issue is coming into play with Dion specifically is he is quite, um, He's quite adept at taking the reality in front of him and just blowing it out the water. And so what does that mean? So think about this, right? Dion got 70 players from the transport protocol. 85, actually. 85. 85. I thought it was 75. Okay. 85. That's a whole entire new team. You can only have like a 53-man roster in the pro. So he got got a surplus of people. He got so many people, he has a five-star wide receiver sitting on the bench right now. That's how good his recruiting methods were. So – if you're a coach and your whole your whole thing was well, I put in the time and the effort and I did it the the the, the regular way, the traditional way, and right. you see the Dion getting all that attention, well, of course you're gonna be mad, right? Black or white, I think he'd be pissed. The the other problem, and I say problem from the from the opposing view with Dion is that all of these coaches they don't have his bona fides, none of them, right? True. Dion is Facts. Dion's like a 53 year old Hall of Fame cornerback. So he's a young Hall of Famer. He's not even an old Hall of Famer. He's not limping the face. He is now because of the toes and stuff like that. But like generally speaking, he's not like old like Saban. Saban's he's good, but he's old, right? Dion is he's raised his two boys, or the two to play football, right? Right. He's coached at the high school, JSU, all of that. And so I think he brings with him a certain level of credibility that a lot of these other coaches don't have. So they hate that too. And then the final thing is, you know, he made the comment the other day. He said, Well, um, you better get me while I'm down. So think about mm. this. This is the scary part. Mm, 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 mm. He he brought in 85 players, according to you, right? Already started off three and zero. Anybody who knows anything about just general college football knew that Oregon was going to beat the brakes off them. Um, I already bet our friend Rod. You, I mean, we both know him, that USC is going to beat them by at least 20. Right? They probably will get beat by 50 points or 45 points. Um, on Saturday, right? Because USC has better athletes right now. That's where they're getting beat. They're not getting beat because um, they're not well coached. They're getting beat because your offensive line is composed of guys that are as big as me and you. They they got to get bigger players. So yeah. of those 75 that he's recruited, now he can specialize. He can start sniping people. I need a D line. I need the I need the seven best D line that we can get, and I need the seven best O line that we can get to give Shador time to throw. All that. So now let's go to the black part. Okay. The, the race is a critical component of this because, generally speaking, successful, uh, wealthy, arrogant black men who are able to, to sort of back up 
the things that they're talking about are generally not well perceived by others. And it's not just white people. This is generally speaking, black that's, people who are who are like that, they don't get well perceived. And when we are successful in those fields, people are waiting for us to fall, like waiting for us to fall, right? Give you that. So, you read about so that. The Tom, like, so with Tom Brady, people were waiting for Tom Brady to fall, but it wasn't because he was white. It was because they were tired of him winning. Whereas with Dion, they're like, I want that nigger to fail. Who does he think he is? Um, you know, he's not doing things the traditional way. And that's where I think, you know, the, the Oregon, the Oregon coach, uh, people were saying, well, like, oh, you know, it sounds like racism and this and this and that. I mean, maybe. I think racism can be thinly disguised disguised as traditionalism. It's thinly well, veiled right? all the time. Every single day we see it. Yep. And it and it won't just be it won't just be the white coaches that do it. So the Colorado State coach was like, Yeah, my mama taught me to take my sunglasses off and he yeah, said behave myself properly. He yeah, said yeah, he yeah, said yeah. after the fact, oh, I was talking about my players, not not Deion's team. Like, you a goddamn liar. Don't don't sit there now and say that you were lying about that shit. So I think the issue is, is compelling and interesting to a lot of people because it, with Dion specifically, it doesn't happen with other people. Like, it wouldn't happen with me and you. But with Dion specifically, he's so high and so uh, well achieved at everything that it's like, okay, well, I want to hate you for this today, but on Tuesday, I want to hate you because you dress well. But, right? the thing, the, but that's, the, that's the part that gets me so, so worked up is the fact that he, Dion comes with such cachet that you would think that people would have less to be mad at him about. It's not like he doesn't know what he's talking about. It's not like he hasn't done it from the ground up. We're not talking about these coaches that they pick for these other JUCO leagues or for these other colleges that finish one in 11 or whatever, where they had no professional football experience, probably only played high school football and spent maybe a season under a quote unquote reputable head coach. We're not talking about this guy. Like you said, we're talking about the arguably the best two-way athlete, professional athlete we have ever seen in United States sports. We're talking about a Hall of Famer in football. We're not talking about some dude that just showed up yesterday. So when he speaks about recognizing talent, knowing how to coach, seeing where the ins and outs are, you would think that, okay, maybe, just maybe, a Hall of Famer, the best two-way athlete arguably ever, would know what the fuck he's talking about. But all you keep hearing, especially when you talk about sports, sports media, sports radio, they say that they're mad that Dion's not doing it the right way. He just doesn't fit the part. He doesn't seem the part. And I got to ask, like, what is the part? So, what is the part? So, okay. So I agree with you. What I'm, what I'm imagining is, is when they say fit the part, there's two components, um, at least that I've seen in sports. The first one is, is a know your place kind of thing, right? Um, and the second, the second one is this perceived notion of like a meritocracy, which, which basically equates to people in college football believe unless you're of a certain pedigree, you need to wait in line for, the, for your opportunity. So I, what I think people don't like, um, and this, is, this goes for a lot of people, I, I think black people like, like us, we like Dion, even if he won the Hall of Famer, we would like him because he's flashy. And, he's, and he, he really is confident. Like, I don't think any of that is a show he's putting on. I think that's mm. why his charisma comes off that way. I think other people dislike him because from a traditionalist point of view, he's found the rules and he's exploited the rules and he's able to exploit the rules legally. And because of his cachet, like you just said, he's killing the game. Like, listen, man, it's not easy to get black people to go to Colorado because weed is free everywhere now. We don't have to go to Colorado to get gummies and all that shit, right? So he's, he's corralling niggas to come out to, to Colorado and play football, bro. They ain't even got cold yet. You know what's funny? They're all out there chilling. There's rappers out there. So wait until the fur clothes come out and the, and the chinchillas. And, and like Cameron comes Facts. out. Ca- Cameron going right? to come out with that the oh, pink bro. bubble gum joint. It's going to be yeah, off. Yeah. Right. So, so that's the part that I think is bothering uh, is bothering everybody. I think they know that this is year one of the experiment. He's already tripled the wins. And you could say, well, they only had one win. But tripling is tripling. If it were statement, he went from three to nine. We call him a guy, right? So one to three is a triple win season. And, and he, he'll probably get like two more, but it is, you know, I, I <laughs> what, you only something. think he's going to get two more wins. Yeah. I don't think he's going to get any more. I don't, I don't. Oh, I, go I, ahead. Go, go ahead. Finish your other statement. I, we'll, we'll tackle that. So listen, uh, real quick. If, if Shador doesn't have, to, so Shador's not a runner at all. True. And if he doesn't, and if he doesn't have time to throw the ball, he can't get the ball to Travis. Period. Right. So if the, if the line doesn't get better and they won't, 
and it's likely that somebody on the line is going to get hurt because it's just football, right? He's not going to have time to throw the ball. What are you going to do? So You're going to scheme. Uh, That's why you have coaches. You're going to find I a mean, different he, scheme. He, he tried to scheme for Oregon, and that didn't work well. I'm not saying they, – I'm not. They, they, they didn't so, really scheme for Oregon. Let's, let's, let's be real. You think they're scheming, are you think they're scheming for USC right now? I think that that ass-whooping they got from Oregon made them – they're going to be scheming their asses off for fucking USC. I think now that, that think, that's not to say that they're going to win though. Let's let's they're absolutely let's be not going to win. They're not winning. They're not winning um, at all. They have no chance to win. I'm sorry, um, but <laughs> the they don't. You so strong. No, so think about. It. Do you know what the you know you remember what the over under was when he when the season first started? It was like two point three. I think now it's like four point six. The last time I checked, it was four point six or four point eight. That's it. Interesting. That's it. Wow. So so this isn't this isn't about. By the way, this is not about Dion's coaching ability. This is purely about. The product you put on the field. He cut half the team and brought in an entirely new squad. Like you're not gonna win that many games the first year. Yeah, no. No, you right. right about that. And, but now he has his HR department set up, and now they're recruiting. They're going out to the job <laughs> and they're getting the yeah, protocol. Yeah, they're gonna come back yeah. next year with a bunch of bubbles out there who can block, and then they're gonna be cold as hell. And so I agree with Dion when he said, "You better stop me now before we get better next year." He's gonna be taking some recruits from Saban. By the way, have you seen how trash Alabama is this year? The the the, the transfer protocol has created a type of parity so quickly that now in NIL money, you don't have to go to Alabama. You can go yeah. to Colorado and you yeah. can make you can make ten thousand dollars in a season. And you know what? That's enough to take a girl out on a date. Yeah, at and least a right. Right, that's enough. So. I don't have to go sit on the bench in Alabama when I can start. And let's 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 be very clear. Let's be very clear. That's NIL money that goes almost essentially to all of the players because all of the players in some capacity can earn off of their likeness. It's not like back in the Absolutely. day where only the top tier players would get money from boosters here and there yeah. or find some way to get slid a couple of dollars. You know what I mean? So yeah, man. I think yeah. they said. Uh, I think they said Shador is driving a one hundred fifty dollars, uh, one hundred fifty thousand dollar Mercedes. I think yeah, it's what they he's said. Yeah, maybe yeah, right. so, so if you're Shador and you think that you're gonna end up going to like the Arizona Cardinals, would you come out? If you're making if you're making five million a year as a college student, I ain't coming I ain't going nowhere. I'm still yeah. until I and and do you want to come out in the class with Caleb Williams? No. Hmm. No. No, because you're not him. You're just not him. That's true, so, but Caleb Williams. You, if you're thinking about it, Caleb, just giving your example, Caleb Williams would be the one to end up going to Arizona. No, no. So, <laughs> so but, did you, but did you hear what his dad said? His dad said he might consider staying. That's what his father said. Caleb, Caleb Williams, Caleb's dad, dad said he would. Yes, he said that a couple weeks ago because wow. Like, and, and obviously, Caleb's not going to do right. He's not. But his, but his dad kind of like floated it out there. I think that's the same I thing his dad did. Right? Strategy. Cause, Strategy. Cause yeah. Nobody wants to go. It's basically, like, look, man, my son is amazing. If you're going to draft him to a crappy team, we ain't coming. We stay. Yeah. He's on a he's on a, a Wendy's commercial. Like ain't that many people eating at Wendy's, but he's getting the money regardless. I dig it. I dig it. So I dig it. I dig the Dion thing, the Dion thing has a lot of nuances to it. I think race is honestly the least interesting of them because it's the most predictable. The, the yeah, the, the it, is, it is. It is a surface level. Yeah, it's the surface level. The most interesting one is the the coaches who don't like it. I don't care about the moms in Oklahoma and Middle America. They don't matter. They always the same. The coach is not liking him. Specifically, coaches used to play. I'm like, wow, you used to play. What is your deal? Yeah, 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 yeah. And maybe, maybe it's the hate, like I said, because he's yeah. as gifted and as recognizable as he is. Now, I'll tell you the truth. If you had told me in 1998 that the Deion Sanders we see coaching college football now <laughs> was that Deion, I would never believe you. Because you, like you said, I, and it's interesting that you say it because like that confidence, I don't think that that's faked. But this no, no, has no. been a growth process with Deion because he went from being outwardly braggadocious to being um, biblically humble, if you get the difference. You get what I'm saying? Like he doesn't attribute it to just his skill set or just being that dude. He says that he's in a position he's in a position lumped with blessings that allows him to do the things that he does, which is a lot more marketable with America yeah. than just saying that that I'm just I'm just I'm him. It goes well, a lot I, further than just saying I'm him. But I think you use that word marketable intentionally. Listen, I think this is the problem that Bomani has. With okay. Um, okay. If, if we're talking about, it. I didn't know if you were going to bring this up, but now go ahead, man. Okay. Okay. So if so, Dion said that 
I think he said God called him to go to Jackson State. That is correct. God put it on his heart to go to Jackson State and fix things. Okay. And then he said, like two seasons later, God called him to go to Colorado. Three years later, God God called me to put me in the place to do something in Colorado. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, listen, maybe I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what what Dion God called him to do. And I, I would never ever attest to anybody's religion. What I will say is that I think the, the I keyboard think, warriors are typing right now, man. You better be careful with how you type over here. Though. Well, I think, I think marketable is an interesting word, right? Because you can sell arrogance better if it's veiled and wrapped in, in religion. Blessings, yeah. Right? You're right about it's hard that. To sell, it's hard to sell. Uh, it's hard to sell arrogance if they're like Floyd Mayweather. Hard to sell it when there's no, when there's no higher being that's pushing you to be your better self. Floyd is like, nah. I worked hard. I did this. I bought that private jet. <laughs> Ain't no God nowhere in Florida. Like, at least not today. At least not today, right? So, so all I'm saying is, is that that's a really interesting word. It is. It is. Um, we would in, in the church folks with the with the fans. They say blessings, but like, it, how is it not arrogant? All of it. And 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 by the way, just for your, your your people who are listening, just because you're good does not mean it's not arrogant. Right, I heard that's people true. say, well, it, ain't, it, ain't, it ain't arrogance if, it's, if you can really do it. Yeah, yeah. It's still, it's still arrogance. It's still arrogance. It's just, it's you still, just back it up. It's still arrogance. Correct. You just got it on your resume and it checks yeah. out. That's pretty much what it yeah. boils down to. Cockiness is not dependent upon the result. Cockiness is just cockiness. Right? I give you that's that. It. I give you that. I give so, you that. So that's the thing. It is more marketable. And he got he got some of those. That, you know, what Bamani was saying on that one episode that we talked about, is he got some of those moms to send their kids to Jackson State because he went in there slinging the Bible around, allegedly, in, t- in terms of talking about God called me to make your son a man and all that kind I of dig stuff. It. I so dig it. I think that's why Bomani got pissed off because he was just like, man, you went in there, you sold them religion, and then you bailed on those kids. You sold them a bill of goods, and now you faked, yeah, you flaked out on them. I, I dig it. So, I dig it 100%. You know, I mean, it makes no sense. To your listeners, to your listeners, look, man, don't get mad at me. I'm, I'm, talking, about, I'm talking about what I perceive from the from the history that I, I've seen of Dion. I don't know the dude. I've never been in a room with him. I've never touched the hem of his garment. I just know <laughs> that, uh, I just you know, know good that, I just know that he, he he is the arrogant. He is arrogant. He's just a friendly type of arrogant. You know what I mean? Yeah, That's the difference. Yeah, yeah. And he's a he, there's there's a level of likability to him too. You know, there's some people that are cocky that you just like oh, can I can I throw a name out to you? Be careful. We're we're, we're trying I to know. get listeners, not lose listeners. Okay, let me go, go ahead, baby. Go ahead. I don't care. Direct, directly to me. Okay. There's two sides of every coin, right? Right. And there's yin and yang. Okay. Tell me, tell yep. me your first reaction that when I say this, Dion is black Donald Trump. What do you think? What do you think? I want you. I want you to. I want you to think about it. First. So, so yin and yang. Trump is the evil. Trump is the evil. Dion does uh, so. Let's look at the similarities. Dion exploits rules, right? The, the, the primary difference is that Dion has not broken any, any laws at all. As far, as far as we know, yep. As far as we know, he exploits rules that are that are there. He has charisma, whether it should be there or not. <laughs> he has charisma. He's exceptionally arrogant, regardless of, of the outcome. He's exceptionally arrogant. He, I got to be careful with this one, but he draws a crowd. Um, in Dion's case, it's just what I call the right kind of people, and in, in Trump's case, I call the wrong kind of people. But the point I'm trying to make is the point I'm trying to make is is that I think that if Dion wanted to go run for president, like tomorrow, I bet he'd get a lot of votes. It'd, be, it'd literally be the exact same fact pattern because he has that kind of pull. It doesn't, his intelligence doesn't matter. None of that stuff matters. Then he marries the Hall of Famer. He has pull. There are people yeah. like that. We need we need kids in school, man. Like in high school and elementary school, they just have pool, no matter what. And yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. The difference between Dion and, and evil people and bad guys and all that is that he just ain't out there trying to do that bad. That's all. Mm. Well, you you know what? You are right because I was going to say the primary difference, at least that I can see on the surface after after you've given that explanation, is that yeah, yeah, yeah. Dion appears to be a man of character. I can't necessarily right. say that Trump is a man of character, at least well, so from you, what I see. If you clip the soundbite at the start of me saying Dion is black Donald Trump, yeah, I'm gonna get. I'm yeah, gonna you, you, you're about to get canceled. But you, yeah, but if you put the whole thing, let it go through, further I, that along. Yeah, further that because along. I'll I'll do you that favor and not cut out that. Please, when I do that. Because I think it's important, right? I think it's important that 
everybody's trying to everybody's trying to study the Dion effect and all that. I don't think you can. I don't think you can. You know why? Because you can't duplicate that shit. You can't. You can't duplicate that. Taylor yeah, Swift, there's a genuity about Taylor, it. Taylor Swift and the Travis Kelsey thing. Kelsey, they said Kelsey's like jersey sales became the number one selling. The jersey number, he's the number five top selling football jersey in the United States yeah, over on. the past twenty four hours. So, so, do we need to uh, study why that is? Do we really need to study for why that is? We know why, it is, right? So some of these things are easily explained, like why Travis Kelsey's jersey sales are up. Some of this is not, like why uh, everywhere Dion goes, there seems to be a level of success. Despite whatever people think his his uh, his uh, I don't know, his bona fides are like because yeah. the, the issue was they're like well he you know he hasn't been coaching that long he coached in high school and he only coached at Jackson State so, okay well shit he got these grown well not grown he got these young men to actually play and they've won more games yeah I don't know I'm not gonna doubt him are you let's not even forget Jackson State three years they they won two back to back titles so it's yeah. not like it's not like he wasn't doing something but I mean it, it is what it the, is at this point. I'm not in the Dion doubting business, man. I don't do it. You, clearly, you are. You just said that USC is going to lump them for thirty. That is a that is a fact yet to be proven. <laughs> that's not doubting him. That's, that's I more. Like, I like what you did. That's a that's an affirmation of USC. That's not a doubt. This this the spin doctor doing it again. I see you. I see you. I see you. I see you, man. I see you. So I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna ask you uh, another question. As since you brought up the name, because since I am a troublemaker and I want to see you get in trouble, uh, why do you think that Travis Kelsey's jersey sales have risen as quickly as they have after no longer dating a black woman? <clears throat> That's not what happened. Not what, guys. Come on, man. Look, this is that's not what happened. I know you did this on purpose. I know you did this on purpose. I'm so angry. I'm so mad right now. That's not what happened. happened. Listen, listen. And I know I'm being unfair to my boy, but recently I was in conversations with other people, as I'm like to do on the internet. And I know that the internet is not a place to have intelligent dialogue. It's not a place to converse and share ideas. It's really just a place to stand up on a soapbox or bash other people down. But recently, after Travis Kelsey after rumors came out saying that Travis Kelsey was now dating Taylor Swift. I can't even believe we're covering this. But he said he started You're dating Taylor Swift. Your show. <laughs> Your show. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> after rumors came out and became true that Travis Kelsey actually was dating Taylor Swift, I made comments saying that Travis Kelsey is on the come up. He made a come up. Uh, that he has now become the most marketable name in football. And the peanut gallery jumped down my throat telling me that I must hate black women because I said that he's now on to come up because he's dating Swiller Swift. Not remembering, because, and I'm going to keep it 100% funky because I typically don't jump into this pop culture thing. I don't even know who the hell the woman he was that he was dating before. I don't know her name. I don't know what she's notable for. I just, honestly, I just know that she's black and he's white and that was a thing. Now he's no longer dating her from months ago that they've since separated. And he's Long. now and he's now dating the most notable and popular popsicle stick in the entire fucking galaxy. And his money is on the rise. You can't tell me that the fact that he's dating Taylor Swift is not the reason why he's the number five top selling fucking jersey in the NFL. Why his IG followers increased fucking 400%. Yeah. Over 24 hours. There's a reason for it. This man went from being a Campbell's. He Tra, Travis Kelsey is was once Campbell soup ready. He is now Eve St. Laurent ready because of his affiliation with fucking Taylor Swift. So I don't know if I don't know who this woman is. And I'm going to say. And I guess I'm going to get canceled for saying it. The fact that nobody really knows who this woman was that he was dating is the reason why he was doing fucking Campbell Soup. If you get if you get where I'm allu- yeah. what I'm alluding to, she didn't so, have that name, the clout. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So let's do this. Let's do this instead. Let's let's put it this way. I'm gonna try to help you out. Um, I do think <laughs> I, 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 I I think a certain portion of your audience knew exactly who this woman was. Let's say that. That's important. Um, oh shit. 
I think okay. like, I, like I don't. I know she Vernon. Was who is this woman? I don't know her name. I know she was black. I, I'm pretty sure she was she was attractive because I, I saw a picture. She's of ex- she's extremely yeah. attractive. Yes, um, she's extremely like, attractive. What's her, like what's her name and all that? I have no idea. But what I what I'm saying is is that in the in the instance of of the the lady or whoever saying that you must hate black women, I told you. There's two conditions on that. One, whoever said that to you must believe that Travis broke up with the black woman to get with Taylor Swift. That's number one. And number two, I said they didn't understand what you meant when you said come up. They thought you meant that you like you went from one option to a better option where one was a relationship and one is like a business deal that might turn into a relationship along the way. They're not the same. So so the listener, if if you're listening and you're the, the, the fucking idiot that told him he hated black women, uh, go to hell for that because he doesn't. But but also, he wasn't saying, um, and I don't think you have your facts to the, to the person that said this to you, they didn't break up yesterday and then he was with Taylor Swift the next day. That's not what happened. They broke up like months ago. Months and months and months and months and months ago. And then he made a joke about trying to get Taylor Swift's number and something about how he sent her a friendship bracelet and all this other shit. And so now they're they're allegedly dating. Whatever. I don't think that's I don't think that's real either. Um, so hmm. this isn't a black or white thing. It really isn't um, at all. Actually, what this more so is is a is a really great social experiment and how quickly women can learn football. That's what it really is. Because Taylor Swift is probably going to be at all those games. She's gonna she's gonna be at all those games. all these women that never liked football that are now all of a sudden interested in it. That's what that's where you're going to see the effect. Like the NFL can come to Taylor now, and they can be like, "Hey, we can put you in these commercials, not just Visa, right?" Because now there's all these women, 400 percent more, are following Travis Kelsey because of this. that's a business deal, bro. Yeah, that's, a that's, that a, this, that's all this is. That's all this that is. is now, where the funny thing is, is uh, Travis Kelsey is decidedly less black now. That's interesting. Now, if we want to get into that, I mean, he he shaves off the. He had the he had the one the one inch Caesar with the goatee and now yeah like, yeah 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 uh, now like he looks like a state stash. trooper yeah man he looks like a porn <laughs> he has like a porn stash or like a state trooper now he doesn't talk with the uh, with the black state anymore like he stopped doing that um so he he has like a different kind of identity that seems a little more safe a little a little more I think you called it marketable a yes that's what I was about to use that word again he's yeah. he's making yeah. himself extremely marketable that's what it is man hey. extremely marketable. But hey, God bless his heart, man. He he knows where his bread is buttered, man. Let him do what he needs to do, I guess. And apparently Taylor Swift likes it too, so yeah, it, it is. Good, what it good is. luck, good luck to both of them. Yeah, good luck with all of that. Well, you know, with the show, we typically also have to cover a bit of news, and of course, typically yeah. it is a bit of serious news. So, yeah. um, I know that our listeners, we know that we cover some heavy hitting stories. We've yeah. We've talked about black sites in Chicago. Well, come to find out, apparently, we also now have black sites in Louisiana. Um, really? Yes. Louisiana uh, officers used a what is being called a torture warehouse. Um, and this was in filing, recent filing, that a lawsuit was filed actually this past Monday by a 47-year-old woman um, where she was stopped for a traffic violation police illegally searched her car and found her prescription medication in the vehicle and told her that, hey, you may say that this is your medicine, but there are two different medicines in this bottle and it's illegal, which is incorrect. It is illegal to have two different types of medicines inside of one bottle. (laughs) They they then took her to this warehouse in the bushes, kept her there for two hours, searched her rectum and her vagina, and then let her go without any charges. Just like that. This warehouse has no cameras anywhere on the campus, on the vicinity. And also, apparently, this is a warehouse that has been consistently used by the Baton Rouge Police Department's crime unit, uh, drug and crime units division. So this has been something that's been ongoing. So as this woman has made this filing, other people are popping up and saying, yeah, they took my ass to that goddamn warehouse and they beat me up too. So there was also a filing that came out actually in January. Now, the woman that was made her filing on Monday, her name is 
Turnell Brown, 47-year-old yeah. grandmother. The person yeah. that originally filed claims in January when he was arrested, his name is Jer uh, Jeremy Lee. And Jeremy Lee was taken to this site, arrested under no pretenses by the police, and was beaten so bad when the police tried to take him to another correctional facility just to drop him off and hold him there, the correctional facility was like, nah, we're not taking this dude. You see he's bloodied and lumped the fuck up. We, not, we don't want that smoke. Take his ass to the hospital, let him get fixed up, and then you can possibly bring him back. But we're not just going to take him willy-nilly. So the question that I have is, when are we going to learn that this is not an uncommon occurrence? And the reason wow. why I say that is because the commentary that I'm continuing to hear as this story emerges is people act with a level of shock and awe, forgetting that we were in Afghanistan and in Pakistan and other places with black sites where people disappeared and the world came to a conclusion that this was illegal. Then we found out that they were doing this in Chicago and that people were dying and that this was illegal. And now once again, we're finding out that this is happening in Louisiana, Baton Rouge to be specific. So Vernon, what do you think, man? Yeah, man. So it's it's a really it's a really troubling story to hear. Um, so obviously, I think it's I think it's horrific and, and inhumane. I think that goes without saying. Um, but I want that on the record. The the question I have and for your listeners, and I I ask it rhetorically, but I, and, and it's going to sound bad coming out, but I'm going to ask it anyway because it gets to my point, which is with this like with this woman and with all the others, why did they let them go? after they took them to the black site. And I know that sounds bad, but the reason the reason I'm asking that rhetorical question is they had to know at some point somebody was going to say something, right? Like it's, it's a little weird that you take these people to an unmarked site. And I'm not saying it didn't happen. I absolutely believe it does. But I'm saying in Afghanistan, that's one thing, right? Because there's I think there's a belief that nobody even cares about what happens over there. Like what happens over there is over there. But like right. if you're doing something like that in Chicago or Louisiana, not that, not that it matters more but i mean you gotta be an arrogant motherfucker to think that nobody's gonna report that shit at some point that's that's why i'm like i'm surprised they didn't just kill them like all of them or or or, or disappear them or make them have an accident or whatever right, right right because it's like yo you thought you were going to be able to violate these people for an extended period of time in terms of number of victims and nobody was going to talk like it, it just it, it almost seems far-fetched so i i i feel for the victims because Anytime you have to actually go up against um, a government office, right, or a federal sort of establishment, automatically the odds are stacked against you. Uh, even if people believe you, they don't even want I to I think fight. people people continually underestimate what it means to be Jordan versus the state of whatever. Ever. Having yeah. the full power of the the state, the body against you, is insurmountable well, in many cases. It's not just that. That's correct too. But like, think about it from a perspective of uh, when we're in uniform. I have a friend, and she said that she calls them helper uniforms, right? And so, as a child, you're you're almost taught. I don't think black children are now, but we were mm -hmm. taught, you know, like if you somebody see somebody in a police uniform, yeah, it's a helper uniform. They're supposed to help you in a firefighter, yeah. officer friendly, yeah, you. officer friendly, or they're called helper uniforms because it's usually professions where they help you, so they have a uniform associated with it. And I'm like, I'm like, bro, this is like some crazy shit, man. Like the, the fact that you can get away with this, it's because people still harbor the belief that somebody in a, with a badge would never do that. Right. Why would they do that? It doesn't matter how much evidence you show them. And it doesn't matter if they're kneeling on your neck for eight seconds and there's video. And then all of a sudden people hire chief diversity officers for two years before they fire all of them. Yeah, there's, right. still, there's still a perception that um, helper uniform, police officers and all that, more than likely are given the benefit of some sort of doubt. Even if that doubt is but a grain of sand, they, they are given the benefit of the doubt to stand on. And so this is where we end up at. It's unfortunate because it will not change. That will never yeah, go away. Yeah, yeah. Just as a point of note, the person yeah. whose name continues to show up in these reports is actually a black police officer by the name of Troy Lawrence Jr. Apparently he seems to be at the root of all of these lawsuits in some form or fashion. And it's not the first, second, third, fourth, or fifth time that people have written reports about him being overly aggressive. And the only thing I can think of is 
I forget the um the young brother's name that was recently beaten to death by police officers. But that's all I keep thinking about when I keep well, hearing that his name continues to show up in reports like this. Well, so I didn't mention race, uh, and I know you only mentioned this as a point of note, but I the color is blue, right? And so all day, every day, you're right. I don't I don't want to cast aspersions on all police because I don't think that's the right thing to do either. But the cut like black, I, I would argue that black police probably have to find a way to fit within the profession that they work in sometimes, right? Um, and if they're lucky enough to be able to represent their communities and police their communities and have that respect, then awesome. But sometimes they probably they probably feel like they have to, um, you know, move along and play along and get along. And that's one part of it. The other part of it is some people should not have power, right? You knew, we all knew the hall monitors in high, in, in elementary school. We just knew, yeah. like, you the ones you did not want to be yeah. hall monitor. You don't yeah. want them to be hall monitors because they can't handle that. They're not built for that. Just because you passed yeah. the academy doesn't mean you're built for policing. It just means you were physically able enough to pass. Yeah. You could shoot, shoot a gun enough to, to hit a mark. So, you know, we, unfortunately, we're, we're, we're going to keep having these instances. And as long as people are covering this type of stuff up, it's going to keep happening. And it's unfortunate. I hope that they get the, uh, the restitution that they deserve and the justice that they should have. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Right about now is the time when we'd like to give you little tidbits of news or words of wisdom to take with yourself into the week. Vernon Blanson, what's up, man? Yeah. So here's what I want to tell your audience, right? I think that, um, and it goes back to what Sean was talking about earlier. And, uh, and he actually had two instances of this, by the way. So he had the instance with the lady in Foot Locker, and he had the instance with the people telling them. <laughs> you know, the them <laughs> and and so, there's, so there's two things. The first one is um, stop talking to strangers. That's the first thing. Quit talking to random <laughs> people. Um, and, then, and then really, seriously, though, in our society, I said this to one of my friends the other day. Um, we need to get back to telling people to fuck off. Okay? And what do I mean by that? I think that in certain instances, Sean would have been right, which is, yo, tell people to mind their business. Every single thing ain't got nothing to do with you, right? Like, now, if you see somebody getting beat up or something and you want to go and, and do the right thing and, and be a hero, go for it. But like, That's why man, I say where it's applicable, mind your yeah, business. If it's not, leave, do your thing. Leave, leave people alone, man. Like, yeah. just leave people alone. Be a good yeah. human, but leave people alone. And I, I think that's, that's the thing. For me, and the reason why the Dion stuff is so crazy to me is because Dion's not saying anything about any other coaches or their programs or their players, and people are Thanks. still coming up. And you know why I know Dion has some type of higher power in his life? Because he hasn't told people to kiss his ass yet. Because if he's a Hall of Famer with a gold jacket, the last time I heard Dion insult somebody, he told Tony Romo, I have a gold jacket and I didn't have to buy it at the store. That's the last time I heard Tony Romo insult somebody. Yeah, that's before he became born again. That's before, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, yeah. Was, that was a hair plug, Dion. So like, yeah, exactly. like, we, need to, we, need to, we need to get back to telling people to fuck off, man. Mind the business is too easy. Like, sometimes people need to be told that. And I think that we need to make sure we're following that up. Um, no, I dig like, it. And that's it. I dig it. I dig it. What's up for me this week is just a tale of brotherhood, man. And we were going to have that conversation during the show, but time is what it is. Travis Kelsey took our attention with his Taylor Swifting and all that other stuff. But a story of brotherhood and what brotherhood looks like. Um, I have a, I had the, the pleasure of talking to a CIO and he is one of the blacks, one of the few black CIOs that we have within our agency. And in 20 in 20 uh, in 2001 he was a regular IT dude working at the State Department working at the Pentagon and there was another gentleman that was there that was black and in early 2001 there's not too many black guys in IT right so here it is these guys have been working with each other maybe for about a year if that and they're not really friends they're just like football friends Sunday comes around during football season. Hey, your team lost, your team won, ha, ha, ha. Head nod in the hallway. They keep it pushing. The CIO, we're going to call him Josh. And the regular IT dude, we're going to call him Ted. So Josh and Ted have known each other, like I said, for about a year. 9-11 happens. Josh is off-site, away from the Pentagon. But he has a six-year-old son at the Pentagon daycare. Everybody's scrambling, getting their kids, 
trying to go through the regular uh, dispatchment drills and no one is recognizing or picking up Josh's kid. But Ted, as he's leaving during all of the chaos, sees Josh's kid and gets him, signs out for him. They were like, you can't take him. You're not his parent. You're not his guardian. He's like, well, I work with his father. It's been hard to get a hold of him. There's a lot of chaos. You know, during 9-11, phones weren't working. All of that stuff was just real crazy. He took this man's kid out from D.C. with all of the, the hoopla and the craziness that was going on during 9-11, bought the young man diaper, uh, pull-ups and food and all this other stuff, and basically just took care of this dude's kid that he barely knew. That was a football. That was a football guy, just because of the bond that they share, because they're brothers, and they've built a lifetime friendship between one another since then because of that. Yeah, dope. When I first heard the story, it gave me chills, and I'd say it gave me chills because it just lets me. It reminded me that the struggle that we all face day to day, there's a certain group of us that share the same struggle. And we have to remind ourselves to be kind to others just like us because we share that same struggle. So that's my what's up for this week. Can I, can I add one part to it? Not to sure, go ahead, man. No, you're good, so go ahead. The only sentiment I would add to that too is what you're, what you're describing, what's so cool about the story is like, try to be a good person, right? Like that. That's all, man. Try to get first. Like I had a, I had an interview like a couple weeks ago or whatever, and they were like, "Oh, what are you outside of work or some some shit like that, right?" And I told them, I said, "I'm trying to raise good humans in my house. That's it. I want to raise good people. I don't even necessarily want them to be like me. You know, go be your own person. But I just want right. to make sure that they're good people. And I think that that Facts. story that you told is awesome, man. So I think that's that's Facts. that's the way it's supposed to be. Facts. You know? you know, I take one of the and you you say you say a lot of sometimes inane shit to me because you like to call me a bad guy. But one of the things, <laughs> but one of the things that you've said recently that I t I've taken to heart honestly is my job day to day is not to make your day better, but yep. it sure as hell ain't to make your day worse. You gotta yeah, be a good yeah. person. Yeah, man. I you think that- You gotta be a good person. Yeah, I, I, I say it all the time. I, I don't have to, I don't have to make it any better, but I, I damn sure don't have to make it worse. I can I can learn to just not make the extra comment that goes one step too far, yeah. whether it's with my my wife or something like that. I can just shut the fuck up sometimes and just be quiet and, and things like that. But that's you know I'm forty years old. That's gross. <laughs> that's gross. <laughs> that's gross. That's a long time. No bullshit. No bullshit. Vernon Blanson, man, the spin doctor, man, the wordsmith. I appreciate you for taking time out being on the show once again, man. How can folks find you if they'd like to find you, my guy? Man, um, I'm on I'm on Instagram and LinkedIn. I think the name is Jack Marius Tech Theoretic. <laughs> Key and Peel back in the day. Um, I need to get something that's a little simpler to spell, but um, to the listeners though, man, listen, uh, the project that Sean has on, you, you need voices like this in your in, in our communities, right? We need people who are listening to these stories um take a minute listen to a minute or two uh he can he can mark out the segment so you know what the different times and discussions are about and then most importantly tell a friend to tell a friend about the show right these types of voices they don't happen accidentally it takes work i've done it before editing processing uh putting stuff out checking metrics checking checking stats sourcing content doing surveys it all takes a lot of fucking work yeah. that i know some of you don't care about but just trust me He's doing this because he, he has a passion for it, but he also wants to make sure that y'all are informed. So please do what you can to share the episodes weekly. Um, share it. Make sure it gets up the algorithm on Instagram and on YouTube. Support him via Patreon. Check out his, his different handles. But do what you can to make sure his voice remains um, a, a force for bringing you this type of content that impacts people who look like us, particularly Black men. If you listen and you're not doing any of that, then you're not really helping. So try to try to spread the word where you can. And, and I'll say it on his behalf, I know he appreciates it. So I'm asking you to do that for us. I appreciate you, man. Love you, bro. bro no, yeah, man, love you too. No joke. No doubt. 
and I'm Big O, Mr. In the Black himself. You can follow me across social media at in the black uh, MR underscore in the black. And I want to thank you guys for joining us for another incredible episode of the In the Black podcast. You could have been anywhere else in the world, but you chose to kick with us, and we appreciate it. Make sure you follow us across social media at in the black PDCST on Facebook, Twitter, and on Instagram. And if you want to become part of the family, of course, as I said before, you can always come on over to our Patreon. You will not regret it. And if you want to check out past episodes of our show, you can go to our website, www.intheblackpodcast.com, and you can do that. But until next time, as always, informed, intelligent, in the black. Peace. Have a good night.